Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast, full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Brandon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. So if you haven't uh, tuned in before, this is uh, where we talk about Side A of the record. Side A is the theme that one of us picks this week. It's me. And we discuss that topic. Uh, everybody has a choice track that they feel fits best with it. <laughs> Sometimes mine are off and, you know, sometimes they're not, but I'll, I'll let you all decide. Um, and then after this, after side A, we go to side B and that's where we go over a, uh, album pick and that will be, that'll be mine as well. So, so you get to hear me a lot this time on, you know, whether you like it or not. So, uh, <laughs> So the theme uh, that I picked was songs with a state in the song. And there are a lot of songs with states in the song. Um, there's some good and some bad. And I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to pick. But, uh, you know, I listened to a lot that were out there. And, yeah, I, I wasn't happy with all of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of good oldies I, I found, too. A lot of good old uh, throwbacks and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I stuck with uh, with... Uh, one of my favorite artists that I've talked about on this podcast before and spotlighted one of her albums, uh, Lana Del Rey. And, uh, the song is off of her album, Ultra Violence, which I think is a, it's a really good, really good album. Uh, probably doesn't get a lot of notoriety. Maybe it does, but it, I feel like it doesn't as much as some of her other, other stuff. And she's always coming out with a new album every day, you know, seems like it, but yeah, every year she comes out with one or two. So, um, and then a lot of singles. She's been in a lot of soundtracks and stuff like that. Uh, but she, she really does capture the vibe of summer. Uh, she does a cover of Summertime, which I think is, is awesome. Um, Florida Kilo. is kind of like this summer slow vibe this whole album has that feel to it and of course she's talking about stuff that pertains to her life or what she thinks should pertain to her life and people like her uh so not everybody can relate to it but um yeah no i like i like this song a lot and it has florida in it so uh but i i, I picked it because it had that vibe that gives you know gives us that summer feel and we're going into summer i know Dietrich likes that too so but uh, yeah, I'm interested to, interested to hear what y'all have to say. Uh, hopefully I'm not throwing Lana at you too much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what do you think of uh, Florida Kilos? So I can say that, um, you know, I when you did the, the album, you know, I, I was I was pretty much on board with it. Yeah. You know, I think more so than the other other two hosts, I think, if I remember right. But who knows? I'm getting old. I don't remember things. Um, yeah. But I will tell you, I did not like this one as much. <clears throat> OK, I, I did enjoy that album more than I did this song. Um, it did not make me want to listen to the full album. I just I couldn't really get into this one um okay you know i don't know i don't know maybe 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 with lana del rey it's like i heard a whole album and i and i get i get her sound and uh and i'm good and uh (laughs) you know i'm and and like and i like i said i i really did enjoy that album but this one just i don't know did not connect with me it's not a bad song it just didn't connect with me so um yeah that's it all right somebody else (laughs) so yeah uh i when i listened to the album it would just you know there was a lot of it i I mean i liked it but like i said i didn't like that her voice was in with the music it wasn't on top it was kind of in with the the tones and sometimes it's kind of harder to hear what she was saying this one was a little bit easier um kind of sparse on the the lyrics kind of it it is but i mean i will say she is kind of baller because like she talks about like hey we're going to go down to florida and do drugs and then she's purposely puts a line in there like if i go to prison i think i can do the time you're like oh damn like okay (laughs) if that's what you you think like all right so she she kind of (laughs) like she's like testing a line of reality and what you know her reality is right and i think like i said like you know she she her lyrics and her music is a lot about what she thinks that maybe her life should be 
saying that about like it does it really happen like that maybe i don't know um she's also uh you know not always like um singing about like exactly what you want to hear so yeah it's it's usually bad (laughs) shit happening and it's like sugar-coated somehow with cocaine (laughs) so yeah uh, for for sure something like that yeah for sure it was very like orange is the new black type of thing like you're like okay i can picture this like yeah Hey, let's go down Florida, make some money (laughs) selling the kilos. And if we get caught, eh. (laughs) you're like, okay. Well, she has two lines uh, in the song and guns in the summertime, drink a cherry cola lime. I mean, a, she's trying to rhyme, and she just wants to rhyme. Right. Uh, poet didn't know it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> but then she's also painting this picture of, like, okay, well, there's guns around, so there must be, like, some kind of, you know, maybe, like, a mansion with, like, you know, like, people outside guarding the front door while she's drinking at her bar. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. That I can't yeah. really t- I can't really depict exactly what she's trying to say, but, you know, I think a lot of it's rhyming and just, like, it's more of a theatrical, you know. Yeah. Okay. It, or, or or it's or it's her interpretation of Scarface. Like she watched Scarface, <laughs> had a dream, woke yeah. up and then wrote the song. <laughs> and I think that's where she's going. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly where I was gonna go with this. Like if you if you really just pay attention to the song and just anything that Lana Del Rey puts out, she's gangster. Like she has never pulled yeah. any punches about who she slept with, about how much drugs she's done, about how much partying she's been around with. Like she, she'll tell you from the first interview on, I'm a slut <laughs> and I have fun with it and I'm going to do what I'm going to do and I'm going to live life and I've gone through some horrible shit. But you know what? I'm still out on top. And I think a lot of that comes through in the song. Is it like, you know, the club banger type situation? No, but it is talking about summertime. Like you said, it, it is my kind of vibe. Um, I do get a push it to the limit type feel to it. Um, you know, and sure. that's, uh, that's definitely a oh, to Scarface in a situation. So, um, but, but, you know, she definitely has a tone that you can listen to if you're in, in the right spot for it. And it's just like a hypnotic tone. Like, I don't know how else to explain it other than the fact that it makes you kind of want to listen to her and what she's saying. Um, yeah. and not all artists have that. So she's definitely got that at her will. So I like that. It, and and I will say this, especially since, you know, I listened to like the the fourth songs for the theme altogether and then the next theme. Like whenever she comes on, like she stands out. She knows how to separate herself from all the other noise, right? So it it now when you listen to a full album, that's when it got a little hard for me. But like when she jumps in, like you're like, Oh, this is something new from all the other noise and you're like, Okay, yeah, I, I can respect that. I like it. So but yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, like uh Brandon saying he really like born to die that was the other album that i picked that was the album pick for alana um you know that's a little bit different than ultra violence violence um i like i like the black and white imagery on her record label or the record um you know like the the cover and uh i kind of like the ultra violence you know it's, it just kind of like speaks for itself with the with the album, and it's like this like subtle, <laughs> subtle chaos, you know. Uh, maybe this song isn't like representative of the whole album. I think it starts out really well. I think we might go back to this later, but uh, I appreciate your all's input on it for sure. For sure. So, and that that was from the great state of Florida. <laughs> yeah. So that that was Florida. Uh, <laughs> On the, let's let's uh, spin the wheel here on the map. Uh, Dietrich, where where did you uh, decide to take a vacation to? So, you know, there's uh, only, well, Uncle Charlemagne said it best. There's two crazy places in the world, the Bronx and the whole state of Florida. And <laughs> since you cover Florida, I figured, why not just do the other side of it? So I took <laughs> okay. it to a whole nother level. Um I went opposite of the Singy Songy and went straight to to one of the tracks that almost revitalized the whole career based off of that. And I'll talk about it in a second. But um, just to put it out there, my choice was Ja Rule uh, featuring um, Dre Crack. For those who don't know, it's Fat Joe and Jada Kiss. The song is called New York. I got a hundred guns, a hundred clips. Nigga, I'm from New York, New York. I got a semi-automatic that spits next time if you talk. 
Um, it was a, it was a compilation of those three artists that came together. And the reason why I said earlier that it revitalized the career is because um, for those who don't know the context, Ja Rule is a New York rapper. Um, he's one of those that has a deep, grimy voice and, and came in the game and kind of took it by storm when it came to the uh, um, more uh, you know, harmonic side of things. He always had singers singing on his tracks. Um, he tried singing a little bit, even though he really didn't have the best voice. He had a shot. He, he had Jennifer Lopez. He had, you know, um, a couple of singers that would come through and just literally like blow up his tracks and his tracks became anthems, so to speak, right? Um, with that being said, he got challenged by uh, this guy named Curtis Jackson, aka 50 Cent, and 50 Cent came in on a barrage on his opening album, or his debut album uh, for us, which was Get Rich or Die Trying, which went over several times platinum in the whole nine. Um, but on that album, he specifically went after one artist. That artist that he went after was Ja Rule. He attacked his credibility as a as a street guy. He attacked his credibility as a rapper. He attacked his credibility of, as far as like being number one in the industry. He went at him the whole bar. It looked like a wrestling match, and literally, it put Ja Rule in a situation where nobody was really messing with him. Right? He basically put him into obscurity. Um, fast forward a couple of years, Ja Rule drops this track, and it revitalizes his career. His name back in the mix. Um, they've had they've had altercations in the past, physical altercations. Somebody got stabbed in the midst of altercation. Um, ran up on an actual like radio station with gunshots and things of that nature pulling out. So it was Murder Inc. versus uh, G Unit, and it was all the way through. Plus, at the time, this is when Murder Inc. was going through their RICO trial, where they literally tried to say that they were involved with drugs and, and murder and all that type of stuff, and um, tried to put the whole label under the bus. So essentially, they got hit from both sides. One for the media side, dealing with Ja Rule and the, and the 50 Cent situation, the other side dealing with the actual court case, which they were exonerated for, but it had already taken its toll. Um, this particular song not only sparked a comeback for Ja Rule, but also started a new beef between 50 Cent and Fat Joe, um, which that in itself was like a crazy situation because they were actually cool at one point in time. But for the fact that he showed up on his arch enemy song, 50 Cent took that personally. And so it sparked a whole other type of uh, confrontation that shouldn't have been there. Now, those parties were able to squash everything, um, except for Ja Rule and 50 Cent. They still don't like each other for shit. Um, but this particular song in itself was infectious. It had a very futuristic sound to it. It had a good beat, good flow, and you had top-notch lyricism on that. You know, New York representing New York. So, you know, if we're going to go anything crazy, you got to do Florida and New York back-to-back. So it just makes sense. <laughs> what do y'all think? So it, I never heard it before. Uh, I, I did like it a lot. It, I'm I'm glad you talked about Fat Joe because I was going to ask you because he kind of stood out. Like Ja Rule, uh-huh. like Ja Rule leads it off. But when Fat Joe comes in, you're like, oh, shit. Like this guy is. Yep. Yeah. He brought that energy. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I did watch the, the music video for it. And I thought it was kind of cool. What I find interesting because it's and maybe you can tell me if it's it seems right before. But like the baseball caps like they almost have the straight like they're a little bit you can tell they're brand new hats but they, they didn't like flatten it you know and it's like almost that era where you can see it getting flatter where the, you know baseball yes. caps have the flat so. yeah this this is before the curves came back in the style right. um the caps they they had straight brims if your brim wasn't straight you 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 got laughed at um if you didn't have the stickers on the brim you were laughed at if you didn't have the the commemorative tag flipping out the back on top of the head you got laughed at so they they take style very seriously so yeah anybody who had a curve in they had at their time you just asking for trouble <laughs> like how you been to brim but yeah that that definitely was a style trend back then yeah, good compliment to uh, Lana Del Rey. It's like uh, they're both talking about drugs and guns. So it's, yep. You know, that's yeah, New York and Florida. There you go. Uh, it definitely, uh, that's a good, that's a good combo, good start. And uh, so, like, what what is the record label getting? Murder, murder record. Murder Inc. Murder Inc. Yeah. Wow. And then, so they got flack for just like the name itself. What, yeah, they got flack for the name, but what happened was there was a, a particular, um, quote unquote street guy, um, who was known for pushing major weight and drugs and, and situations going on. 
And him and Irv were actually buddies at the time. And so what what happened was there was a Rico case put against him. And in doing so, that brought Irv Gotti into the mix because who Irv Gotti, who was the CEO of the label, um, him and his brother, they actually were indicted on, um, what do you call it? Uh, not tra- not so much trafficking, but uh, money laundering. Oh. Thought that yeah, this oh, wow. this gangster was was running his money to clean it up through the label and actually started the label with his drug money. Um, and so that went through the courts through like a year and a half type situation, and it was crazy at the time in the hip hop scene because nobody uh, else had been hit with such hard like time frames. Like they were literally trying to give some of these folks life um, for being associated with this particular individual. So just for the fact that they were able to beat the case due to lack of evidence and everything else that was going on. It was like it was a triumph, but all this money was spent because of it. They pretty much killed the label off to where, you know, no artists would go over there and sign to them. And they're trying to make a comeback over the years. They're trying to make like a couple of comebacks, but it just hadn't panned out. Yeah, wow. yeah, I, yeah, I like this. I like the song um, to a certain extent. Like, I don't think that it's something I would have picked out right. to listen to, you know, like for whatever reason. Um, but I, I think it would fit really well in like a movie. I think it would fit really well uh, in a lot of stuff. But yeah, no, it's got a good vibe, good crazy gun toting vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I understand why it's a good song. Um, and, and, you know, it's compelling what, what you, what the, the story. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think maybe just for this episode, this was not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> and, um, and I, I think it's the same with the Lana Del Rey too. Just was not in the mood for, for the songs and, and the, the, the themes or the topics in those songs. Um, you know, and, and that's totally on me. Um, you know, I try to go to a song with, with an open mind, but I think maybe just, I don't know, when I listen to it and then I listen to it again, I just still couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't let it go. Whatever it was that was bothering me had nothing to do with the song. I just don't think I, I was, uh, I was in the mood to listen. So, it, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe I need to revisit it another day with a, with a clearer mind. But I, I, I would just say like, I, I, I understand why it's, it would be considered a good song. Um, I just had wax in my ears, I guess. So, um, you know, yeah, I, and I'm not really, I mean, I'm familiar with some of the artist names, but never really listened much of, uh, much, much music by Ja Rule. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it's just, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Both this one and the Lon Del Rey just, I don't know. Wasn't doing it for me. So. Understood. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't listen to much Jar Rule, but because uh, you, you know a lot of hip hop, right, Brandon? Like, you know a lot I more mean, than I, I do. I know some. Yeah. Um, but, but this is, I, I think there was a, a, a point where I think I, I wasn't listening as much, you know, right. like I, you know, I definitely listened to more hip hop back in the eighties and the nineties. And I think I kind of fell off in the two thousands and, you know, and, and there are some artists that, that I do like, you know, uh, that are, are popular today. Um, but, but yeah. I guess I just, I didn't listen to Ja Rule when, when he came out. And it's just not, it's not, it's not something that I gravitate towards, but it's not because I didn't like it or I just never really experienced music by, by him. So, uh-huh. so yeah, I, I, I do feel like there's definitely uh, a lot of blind spots when it comes to, to more contemporary hip hop music. And I know 2004 may not be contemporary, but I mean, it kind of is to me. It's like after 2000, like that's pretty contemporary. So, you know, but, um, anyway, all right, I'm going to stop talking. I don't, <laughs> apparently I don't, I don't, I don't like anything anymore. Well, I, so. I, and I, like I said, like I, w- I didn't really gravitate to this song. Like it's not something I would have picked out, but I liked, I liked the beat to it. I actually liked, um, how it represents New York as a, an artist. He's really speaking about his, his area, uh, whether it's violence or not. <laughs> I know it has to do with an issue that I, I can't relate to, but yeah, definitely. I think, how it represents. I think what happened was I listened to it and then I thought of other hip hop songs with New York in the title and I'm like, I like those better. I could have definitely gone New York State of Mind. I could have definitely gone like a, a couple of a 
other ways, but I felt like this was yeah. this was a good twist on what was already out there. And it, it, you know, what I'm saying they had a good story to back it up, but at the same time, it's not for everybody. Right. It's completely understood. This is true. Oh, I, I was going to say, I thought maybe uh, Brandon was like thinking, start spraying the news, turn the block. And he's like, I'm in the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> the, I don't think Piano Man's uh, toting a uh, machine gun under his hood or anything like that. So Yeah, like you actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He's got a he's got a nine ready for any moment. Hey, the most gangster people in music are the singers. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's true. I mean, everybody's a little gangster. The R&B singers and the rock singers, they're the most gangster out of all of them. <laughs> they just don't care. So, okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah, that's it. So uh, moving on to <laughs> moving on through the map, we've hit Florida, New York. Uh, where did you uh, decide to go, Taj? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I, so it, it was interesting because like, States were harder to find than cities. Uh, so, um, especially for titles. Um, I just ended up going back home. <laughs> this is basically where I ended up going. Um, oh, I thought you would do that. I don't know. <laughs> right. So, um, the song I picked, um, was, uh, New Mexico by Johnny Cash. <laughs> and spend a pleasant summer out in New Mexico. I'll furnish you good wages. So uh, this is one of his uh, older songs. So this was when he was uh, with, um, what was it? Uh, Sun, Sun Sound. That was the, the album, uh, the company he was with. So this was actually, there were, sorry, I had it here. I want to say it's like his sixth album with him. It was the original Sun Sound of Johnny Cash. Um Probably the biggest song on that album was Big River. Um, and so this came out in 1964. Um, and so uh, the the song itself, New Mexico, is uh, is kind of like about a cow poker uh, that uh, gets uh, put on the range and told, hey, let's take the herd down to New Mexico. Um, you know, everything's nice and, and fair until you hit those Rocky Mountains <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it hails and then it's, um, you know, and then it's just crappy. Uh, <laughs> so in case you guys didn't know, I, I grew up in New Mexico. Uh, I know one or more of you may have known that. But um, anyways, the uh, the thing is, is that the song ends with Johnny Cash saying, don't come here, basically. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of how New Mexico is. Uh, the the motto for New Mexico is land of enchantment. Uh, but the locals always say that it's land of entrapment because mm. you never No, The thing is like, you can never leave. Like you try oh, and leave okay. and it just like, you get trapped there yeah. <laughs> because uh, it, it's New Mexico is an interesting state. Cause like uh, one third of it is mountains up on the North. Um, the middle part is like a high desert. And then the bottom part is like actual desert. Right. So like, and it's, very wide open, um, not a whole lot of towns all over the place. I mean, there are towns, but I'm just saying, like, there's only two big towns, and then the rest are all small towns. Um, and so it's, yeah, it, it's an, it was an interesting state to grow up into, but it's also very much the town I grew up in was a tourist town, which was Santa Fe. So it's very much a, like people come and they're like, ooh, I like the atmosphere and the quaintness of it. And it's like, I'll move here and become a local and nobody else should move here. And then you have somebody else move there and they're like, oh, I've been here three years. Now I can consider myself a local. And you're like, but I don't want anyone else to move here. <laughs> it's 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 a weird thing. Yeah. That's, I, yeah, I don't know if you're you're uh, warning us that if you drive through, you might get entrapment by the you know, <laughs> no. state police no, <laughs> patrol. No, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, I was like, I don't want to go there. No, I've been to New Mexico uh, a couple times when I first moved to Texas. This was probably like almost 20 years ago, and we used to take little road trips because we're from new york so we wanted to kind of see the the landscape and uh i think it's you know it's definitely after johnny cash's uh <laughs> song here so it's changed a little bit but 
You know, then you got like I think Breaking Bad, <laughs> the TV show, sitting in Mexico. Right. So there's a lot of drugs going on there, which is weird. It's an odd. It's an odd place for different things, but definitely beautiful scenery for sure. But I, I this has got to be. Is this before or after his like Folsom Folsom prison? This was actually after Folsom uh, Folsom prison, um, but it not much after. So uh, yeah. like it was an album or two after because that was like in 61 or 62 i think uh was Folsom prison so but this was uh, while he was still on the first record label and then like he switched to another record label later on but yeah and johnny cash is definitely a little gangsta he's got that (laughs) he's got that going for him yeah but yeah i like the i like the five who doesn't like johnny cash so yeah nobody raised their hand And yeah, the interesting thing, it was written. So like on that album, Johnny Cash wrote like four of the 10 songs. Uh, but this song yeah. was actually written by two people called uh, Johnny Johnson and Leo uh, uh, Lopton, Lampson. Sorry. Uh, but uh, that's if you look them up, like that's the only note, right? note to fame is that they wrote New Mexico for Johnny Cash. <laughs> like I couldn't find anything else. About them. <laughs> well, it's like, pretty awesome to put on yeah. your uh, resume there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, I'm just going to be consistent and say I didn't really get into this song. And I do like Johnny Cash. There's a lot of Johnny Cash I do like. Um, I've even picked a Johnny Cash song for an episode before. Um, but I don't know. This one just didn't really resonate with me. Uh, I just, it wasn't memorable. Um, and it's one that I'm not familiar with. But I don't know. It just, it just, I, I didn't connect with it. Um, I, I lived in New Mexico myself too. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just, I, again, I just don't think I was in the mood for this episode. Maybe that's what it was. And, um, yeah, it's just other Johnny Cash songs that, uh, that I like more. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I just, I, I feel like I'm just going to keep listening to the Johnny Cash songs I really like. This would not really be one of them that I would gravitate towards. So do you like the Johnny Cash? I, I really like Johnny Cash when he did Hurt. That was like, you know, Nine Inch Nails cover, which is like a totally like throwing everybody off. You know, that, that was kind of my first introduction to some of the stuff, which is kind of sad. You know, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think of his newer stuff? Well, you, you I did pick I, Hurt, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I'm the one did. that picked it. And I, yeah, yeah. I have I have all those later albums that he did. Yeah. And I also have, you know, earlier albums by Johnny Cash as well. So it's not that I'm not a fan of Johnny Cash. Right. I just, yeah, absolutely. I just could not get into this one. You know, and there are certain songs by even artists that I love that, you know, just don't really do it for me. And this is one that doesn't really do it for me. Now for, if you're not getting into the lyrics and if it, or you didn't like the lyrics, it's the kind of music that you would hear maybe walking into like, a, you know, like a, like some kind of barbecue joint in Texas. And you know, it's playing in the background as you're picking the peanuts and, you know, well, your I, brisket. Like, it's kind of like that's sort of the sound it has. <laughs> I think I think the thing with him, too, is that he has such a big um, song book. Right. Like, I mean, right. he did so yeah. many great songs. This thing's not even going to crack the top 20, in my opinion. Yeah, you know? no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> I can agree with that. But fortunately yeah. for his two, the two that were on this song, that's <laughs> the only notoriety that they got. Yeah. But uh, they got something. Yeah. yeah. Better than nothing, yeah. right? Anyway. All right. No, I, I got you. But at least I'm being consistent. I just don't like anything this this I know. This it, week. It, so. and, and to be to be honest, like I was trying to find something and I, I I kind of ran out of a little bit of time, but like I didn't want to go for like Sweet Home Alabama, you know, something really simple and easy. I was trying to find something unique, and this is why I ended up with. But well, everybody I, knows I, Sweet Home Alabama. I know. I'll do better next time. <laughs> <laughs> what if I pick an actual song we know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, but if you want to, it's cool. <laughs> Um, no, I've been keeping quiet just because uh, I kind of feel everybody's feedback and I'm kind of even at the road here. So, uh, on one hand, mm, is it my favorite Johnny Cash song? No. On the other hand, does it fit into his catalog? Yes, because it, it definitely has his spin on it. 
Um, does it represent New Mexico as a whole? I would say not, but I would say it's definitely got the grittier side of things down, mm. especially with his tone and his mannerisms and, and how he sings his songs. It, it definitely does bring down a little grimmer tone of where he's coming from with it. So in that sense, like I could totally love it. I could hear listen to it in a particular movie. Um some type of part in the movie or being on the compilation itself. Um but as far as like me loving it, listening to it twenty five times a day, can't say I could do that. I got that. Being all honest. Yeah. But it was still a good song. Yeah. Still a good song. If you put out a B cuts album, this one would definitely be there. Top mm-hmm. of the list. Um, second or third play around. So, you know, it's, it's not a bad song by any means. It's just not one that has that notoriety that people are used to from job. Exactly. Well, we'll throw that one in the middle of the playlist. So maybe you'll forget about it. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. You know, towards the end of the night when everybody comes off to do anything. Right. Um, that's one of them. Okay. About five minutes left. Get your ass home. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here type deal. So, yeah. So don't dismiss Johnny Cash for, for anything, but yeah. Uh, no, we got him on here. He's in, he's in the playlist somewhere. <laughs> um, definitely. But, um, just this particular song itself is, it's one of those melodramatic modes when, when you're drunk and you start thinking about your ex-girlfriend that you should stay with. <laughs> Yeah. And then you realize she was a complete clusterfuck, and it's like, there's no way I could have stayed with it. <laughs> and then you question all your life choices. Yeah. And then shit goes yeah. downhill from there. So exactly. Uh, exactly. And you, like full you of found out, you, you find yourself in a fetal position crying in the middle of the backyard <laughs> while somebody's looking for you. You'd have ran off somewhere. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Well, I hope that doesn't happen to anybody anytime soon. But, uh, <laughs> Not forever. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, <laughs> so we're going to, all right, well, we're going to, um, we're going to, we're going to end this trip, uh, with Brandon. So where, where did you decide to take us? Um, there's a lot of songs that you could do. There are tons of songs with states in the titles, uh, that I had a hard time trying to pick just one. And, uh, one I ended up going with is one of my personal favorites and, uh, an artist that I've loved for a long time. The song I picked is Texas Flood by Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble. And it's from their debut album from 1983. The funny thing is, it was not the actual, it was not a single from the album. The two singles were Love Struck Baby and Pride and Joy. Um, but Texas Flood is is definitely my favorite song on that album and is uh, one of my favorite songs by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, it's not even an original song. It's actually a cover. It originally came out in 1958 by a blues singer named Larry Davis. Um, though Stevie Ray Vaughan did write, I think, six out of ten songs on that album, but Texas Flood is not one of them. Um, and I just want to mention the other two uh, artists uh, that were part of Double Trouble and that was uh, Chris Layton, who played drums, and Tommy Shannon, who played bass. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just, I love the song. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think Texas Flood is about Texas. That's not really what the song is about. Um, but it has Texas in the title, and it does say Texas in the song. Um, but, you know, if you don't know who Stevie Ray Vaughan is, do yourself a favor, uh, you know, learn up on him. Um, he was a phenomenal guitarist, uh, a talent, a virtuoso, uh, tragically died way too young. Um, be amazing to see what, what he would have accomplished. I mean, he accomplished so much in such a short time, but what he could have done, uh, if his life had not been cut short. Um, but yeah, man, Texas flood is just, it's got a groove. It's got a sound. It's got a great voice. Live performances of Texas flood are amazing. Um, check those out too. Uh, yeah, I just, I love this song. It was something that he was an artist that my dad loved and, and really introduced Stevie Ray Vaughan to me. And I, I keep that that tradition going of, of being a big fan of Steve Ray Vaughan and still listen to him a lot, you know, even, uh, even today. So there you go. Yeah. I like, I like that. Uh, you, you decided to stay home for this one. And, uh, if you, if you ever want to hear double trouble, they're still playing with Jimmy Vaughn, his brother. Uh, they're always at festivals and different things like that. 
I, I've never actually caught him live, so I'd like to go see that at some point. Uh, a lot of my friends have seen him, but uh, uh, yeah, that is it's very tragic that we lost excellent blues guitarist vocalist. Uh, yeah, I like, I like this song a lot too. I, I I think I think when I realized it wasn't his original, it, that blew my mind. Like you said, like a lot of the stuff on that album is his. So yeah, but that's a that's a definitely an awesome cover. So uh, good pick, man. I like it, Brandon. Cool. So um, I liked it a lot. You know me. I'm a sucker for the blues. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've heard it before, but I can't say for certain. I, I should know. But um, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Enjoyed it. You know, um, yeah, I don't don't know what else to say other than it was good. Um, it, I will point out just because you mentioned him briefly. I mean, what is what I find so shocking is not shocking, but um, amazing is that in Austin, there's actually a statue of him. Um, and so especially for not being that long ago, like to already have, um, you know, a statue and a memorial set up for him, you know, just for me is, you know, there's a lot of people that come and go and to have that already there in probably less time than he was alive. If that math makes sense anyways, but yeah, just wanted to mention that. Yeah. I love that statue. That's down, down by the, the bridge with the bats. So you can yeah. see the bats in a little glimpse of Stevie. Um, for those who don't know Stevie Ray Vaughan's music or haven't heard of him or don't know anything about him, if you live in the state of Texas and you don't know anything about Stevie Ray Vaughan, you should flog yourself right now. Literally. Um, one of the great guitar masters um, of the instrument. Definitely knew how to get the soul out of it. Definitely knew how to draw the blood, sweats, and tears out of the strings. And this was just one of those songs that you listen to that had that vibe. Now, will this be, you know, one of my all-time favorites? I can't quite say. Um, this put me definitely on the, the slower side of things. Um, his, his guitar licks are definitely in there. But I like him on the big tempo up, upbeat stuff. I like him, like, you know, just going in and just riding the track and, and having fun with it. So, um, for me, this was definitely a great song to pick. It definitely does fit Texas in the sense of, you know, we got our downtowns too. Not everything is, is rodeos and high fives. Like, we, we definitely have our moments where, you know, you can go into a depressed state or you can, you can just be down on your luck. And next day you can flip it right back up and everything will be all sunny and rough. But, you know, the, the, the definite feeling and the bluesiness and, and the whole nine that I got out of this particular song, you know, that, that represents Texas to the T. Um, and there was, I think that was a good pick on that part, Grant. Um, I, I would like to hear a couple more tracks played from Stevie Ray in this particular genre. Well, not, not in this particular theme, but, you know, us picking Stevie Ray a little bit more and giving a little more flowers. Um, just so everybody understands, like, the gravity of what's going on when he passed and the gravity of, it, of how Texas and especially Austin felt when you no longer had his presence around because he was a presence all within himself. Um, he definitely had everybody checking for him. And how he moved was was that of a person who was humble within himself, but he knew that he had something going on. So do your homework, check up on him. Um, definitely give him, you know, all the downloads and vibes that you could do so for the family's sake and hold on. But yeah, definitely a legend within his own right. So cool, excellent pick. All right, well, um, I think it's time to move on, and uh, let's go ahead and flip that record, drop that needle on side B, and Damon, you had homework for us. What uh, what was the album that uh, that you selected? What did we listen to? Well, I I, I uh, hope you liked it. Uh, so I picked a band from the UK. This is a band that when they came out, it was almost like it was a sort of theatrical kind of comical, unique in your face. Uh, the band's called The Darkness, and the album is Permission to Land. Uh, I just, I, I, I think I've listened to the album like 20 times over or more. Uh, every, every song is fun. It's just fast-paced, even when it's not. And, um, yeah, I really, I really dig it. Uh, so you've got, you've got the Hawkins brothers, Justin and Dan, 
Uh, Justin's really the uh, he's the lead vocals, and then you got Dan guitar coming in, also with like some back vocals, and uh, you know Justin's reaching reaching these like octaves that uh, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. And if you try a karaoke, you're probably gonna like fall over or something. But uh, um, yeah, that's that's one of the fun things about this band. Like he really grabs you with his voice, his vocals. Um, it's almost like Monty Python ish in a way, but then it like you know sounds sounds better than something like that. I guess it, it's captivating. My wife saw him in, in a in concert in the early 2000s. I, I didn't get to see him, so I missed that treat. Uh, they've gone through uh, their bassist and their drummer has switched over. Right now they have Frankie Polin and uh, Rufus uh, the Tiger Taylor. <laughs> these guys are these guys are fun. Um, yeah. So permission to land. Uh, this was this was a 2003. So the early 2000s are kind of where I gravitate, where we have a lot of our CDs before CDs went away. <laughs> and so like our CD shelf has a lot of stuff from the 90s, 80s, early 2000s. All the good shit, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I would say, overall, I could probably pick, like, almost every song saying, oh, yeah, that's my favorite song. Um, I kind of, like, I almost don't want to pick a, my my song yet to let you guys pick. So, I'm going to do that. No, <laughs> I've never no. done that before. You oh, I got to do pick that. my song first? Yep. Okay, the rules. We did, we did that to Taj. We did that to Taj. That was the rules. Too, so. Yeah, that was the rules. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think my favorite song is Get Your Hands Off My Woman. <laughs> so fucking awesome. Uh, it's how I would, if, if I could sing a fuck you to somebody, this is how I would do it. And, you know, just listening to the album, you can I kind of fantasize about how, you know, that would play out. But um, high, high uh, vocals, high octaves in this and fast paced intro. The drums are great. The guitar. I mean, you, you just can't go wrong with this album. If you don't like it, well, you know, uh, I, I'm sure that they could figure some crafty words for you. So suck a dick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, uh, stuff my kid. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> clever, clever lyrical uh, word wordsmith over here. Uh, yeah, so I like this album a lot. It was a throwback for me, and like I said, we pulled it from the CD wall. So, uh, the darkness, permission to land. Uh, what do y'all think? Uh, so I, I guess I'll go, um, unless Taj wants to, you want to, well, you want to be able to pick your song? Yeah, I was going to, but then Damon took my damn song. So it's, like, <laughs> but it's not the only good song on the album. Well, did you have I a, can retract Do you have a second song? Do you want to go? Yeah, I do have a second song. Um, right. I'm third though. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's so, okay. I, I will say that uh, what, what I do appreciate about that song, though, is that like there's a part in there where he's at least conscious. He's like he, he's like making an effort. He's like, yeah, it's kind of weird to be possessive about her, but still get your hand off of her. And you're like, at least he's being honest. Like he's like, yeah, she's her own person, but get your hand off of her. You're like, oh damn. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I will say for the album as a whole, when I first listened to it, I was thrown off by it because he goes from like one octave to another, like in like less than 60 seconds. Like it kind of, I was thinking he was maybe like parroting like a hairband, but like there's no buildup to that high octave. Like he just here and then like zooms up there. And you're like, it, it is crazy. So it, it took me a little bit to get into it. I didn't realize I had actually heard because I had heard the uh, the single off of this album or at least the main song. Um, but it's not my pick, but and all the but yeah, the my pick, I think I'm going to actually do uh, Stuck in a Rut. So, but I, I did like that. I album love it. After yeah. a few listens, but yeah, I, I did like this album did grow on me for sure. And I, I'm kind of interested with the with the other albums are like, so, yeah. 
Okay, Diedrich, you get to go. You go. Because I'm very curious to see what you pick. You know, I always do the optics. Um, I, mainly because I just go for the groove of the song and, and how I can feel it. This, out of all the tracks that I listened to, probably felt like the most subdued rock version of the song. Um, it, it reminded me of so many other different artists and bands, um, all cultivated into like one particular track. So my track was Friday Night. That's the one that I like. That's the one that I, I grinded towards. That's the one that I felt like was, you know, something I could just turn on and just groove to. And, 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 and it's like that guitar lick just ate with me. And I was just like, okay, I can vibe with that all day long. So, and the singing on top was definitely, definitely a force to record with. And you introduced me to this band. So thank you, Damon. Because I'm definitely going to go back and listen to more of the music of what wow. they have out there. So um, I did not yeah, know that I was, nobody I was, knew. I was, okay. Now, awesome. I was pleasantly surprised, bro. That I is really shocking. Was. I thought it is. I, I literally thought it was going to be something that I was just going to love to hate, but it's not. I actually <laughs> like it a lot. I like I like this particular album. So, yeah, I'm so glad to hear that you, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad to hear that you uh, were introduced to this band from this because you've introduced me to so many bands I've never heard of and I love. Um, so that's, you know. I guess I gave it back to you. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. It came around so, full circle. A Friday night, man. That's a good song. Um, that's why I mean, like, like, this album has it has a lot of just fast paced chaos. And then all of a sudden, you get, you hit a, you hit a slower song like Friday night, but it still has a groove to it. It still moves. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys, these guys are unique, man. Uh, now, as far as like someone like <laughs> someone coming at me telling me to get my hands off. <laughs> off of their woman and especially Justin Hawkins. I don't know if I'd be afraid or just like break out in hysterics, but um, yeah, he really, he really does know how to like uh, paint a picture of like, you know, like a first date at a Friday night or some shit like that. And it's just like, it brings me to like, kind of like a, almost like, I guess like a, like a happy Gilmore vibe. Mm, There's so, so much going on here. It's like, it's a fun comedy but it's also like you can take it seriously just just enough to like the album for more than just a good laugh you know exactly uh, it's like a little kiss a little happy gilmore a little little speed wagon all rolled into one it was like it was kind of weird yeah. a little cheap trick it was like damn I'm, I'm getting all these kind of vibes out of it i don't know why uh so i love this album and i've been listening to it since it first came out i do have it on cd and I, I always associate the darkness with, uh, with LA. I lived in LA when this came out and the billboards, I remember the billboards were places and there was advertisement at, uh, you know, at Virgin Records in Burbank and it was everywhere. And I mean, what a perfect album to be introduced to while living in LA because of all the glitz and the glamour. Right. And, um, so yeah, I, it just, I always think of my time in LA when I listen to the darkness and I, yeah, I, I love this album. The album's really fun and I really enjoy the vocals and I have a good time listening to it. Um, and when you first hear that, that big hit, that, that one that catapulted them, I mean, there wasn't anything like that on the radio, uh, at that time. And I still don't think there's a lot of stuff on the radio that sounds like that song that the big hit you know um so yeah i'm a big fan i have listened to this album countless times you know you damon you and i are are probably neck and neck to how many times we've listened to this album um and uh yeah i'm a big fan i could easily go with i believe in a thing called love but everybody's heard it um and well i mean somebody just listened to it for the first time but everyone else has heard it and uh um so i i want to go with a different song because you know everybody knows that one um as well Diedrich now knows it uh so the uh the song i'm gonna go with is love is only a feeling
Uh, I like to slow it down a little bit, and I love I love that song. I, I think it's so great, especially because it's the second the song immediately after the big hit. You know, mm-hmm. and and you got to you got to slow it down sometimes. So I think it's a it's a it's perfectly placed on on the album. So um, so that's gonna be my choice. Um, but yeah, great choice. It was fun to revisit. It's been a while since I've listened to it. Um, but yeah, and I can't really say I've. I've really followed the the band that much, but I mean this album is great and a awesome album cover too. So um, anyway, yeah, good choice. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the uh, fine ass on the runway. So uh, it's like I'm ready to start my vacation. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that uh, glad that we share that likeness for this this album by the darkness. Okay, yeah. Share likeness for the darkness. Uh, That's right. I know this is good. This is fun. And, you know, like I said, I'm really glad that you got to you got to check this out, Dietrich. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, really. It, although I, I should have thought that it should have been called the fucking darkness because he likes to say that fuck word a lot. <laughs> yeah, or like motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any song you can throw it in there, and then he doesn't just throw it in there once. He's like, "I'm going to say this several times." You're like, "Holy shit!" Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit of an alt uh, Russell Brandt uh, vibe too. <laughs> he got that sassiness to him. Uh, yep. He plays a character called All the Snow, which I I was him for Halloween one year. That was a fun one. But, uh, yeah, so there you, there you have it, folks. Uh, the darkness. Permission to land. Um, this is like our my early two thousands. Uh, cherished one of my cherished albums that we have in our CD collection at home. Uh, so, so check it out. Did you sure. con- did you continue with the band or is it just this album? This is mainly the album that I listened to. Uh, okay. They have yeah they have like a couple other bands. I mean um, I mean a couple other albums that had come out since that were not as big of a success. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. All right. Well, um, we may have permission to, to land, but we're <laughs> about to take off and. <laughs> Before we do take off, uh, Taj, you have some homework for us. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Um, I I don't know how to say this other than I think it's time for me to do this album. Um, I'm going to do Narrow Stairs uh, by Death Cab for Cutie. So, um, all right. Not sure if you heard it before. (laughs) All right. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Make sure you listen to that album, Death Cab (laughs) for Cutie, uh, Narrow Stairs, right? That's the name of the album. All right. So, make sure everybody listens to that for the next episode. And, uh, yeah. Taj, why don't you go ahead and say your thing? Uh, Sure thing. All right. So, this has been Choice Tracks. Uh, You can find this on our website of tracetracks.com or email us at tracetracks at gmail.com both of those end with a z we have matching playlists on spotify and pandora and we do ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes let's go and sign out i've been taj i'm brandon uh yeah i'm, I'm still damon and uh i got a hundred clips bitch i'm from new york no i'm not um i'm my name is Dietrich, and uh, we're going to pick up the needle, the Yankee spin, the voice track. <laughs>